0: for Disney the greatest gift and honor is chinese box office revenue everybody. Welcome to Spoilers. My name is Pappy. A little bit more of a, an appropriate spoiler uh, this time around. I'm recording from Louisville, Colorado, and I am your host for the third Disney movie review episode we've done, uh, Mulan. We've got a jam-packed boat today. Uh, joining me, our first time, special guest, new to the podcast, Dave Mello, host of Goodbye Mellow Brick Road. Welcome, Dave. Could you please tell the audience who you are, where you're recording from, and a little bit about your podcast, which is kind of partially the reason that i found you
1: all right uh yeah my name is dave uh i'm recording all the way from leicester massachusetts uh great little nook town about an hour from boston uh and so yeah my podcast is goodbye mellow brick road it is every week a different top five subject uh we've done like like marvel characters songs from mamma mia uh, arguments about hot fruit. Top five walls. And <laughs> this past week, we did our, our top five fast food restaurants. It's a it was a it was an hour forty two minute podcast. So that's a that's an absolute peach. I think
0: <laughs> it's it's a great show. I'm am a genuine fan of it, and I'm glad that you didn't think I was some kind of internet predator because we we haven't really talked in real life at all. I found you on Letterbox. We shared a couple DMs on Twitter, so I'm really glad that you came uh is this your first time guesting on a pod have you done that before
1: i've appeared on the xs press podcast which is a disney world themed podcast and i've appeared on three angry nerds um, which is a movie podcast i used to do that uh i don't do anymore
0: well we're glad to have you here for this i know you have the disney background so this seemed like a good one to have you on but to our regular hosts uh, the guy you hosted second most recently. Unfortunately, Brett wasn't able to make it tonight. But Mikey, you hosted on the Fast and Furious 6 episode. Uh, I, I was curious, do you still have your Disney Plus? Because you, you don't seem like a much of a Disney guy outside of the Mandalorian. And also, you know, where you're recording from and, and all that stuff.
2: Yeah, Mikey recording from Goshen, Indiana. And I was uh, really close to canceling it. I mean, I really had to use it much until like this week when we decided to do Mulan but yeah you're right Papa. I'm not much of a Disney guy but watching this again I mean I had such a nostalgia like blast in the face it was really great to watch it and it looks amazing on Disney plus so I had a lot of fun so I guess I'll keep it around and yeah uh, you're the Disney guy so I'm gonna assume you're gonna choose more Disney movies so I'll just keep it
0: yeah, if you've seen my letterbox list of potential spoilers lists, it's <laughs> ripe with Disney movies. But we talked about The Mandalorian. Uh, we'd be remiss if we didn't mention our resident Star Wars expert, Kylo Renmeves, a.k.a. Corey. Uh, we DM'd a little bit. Uh, I-, I think that you're missing the movie theater as much as I am. Oh, yeah. Um, I was curious what what's your mo at the movie theater like? Are you are you a snacks guy? Are you a get in get out early guy? Are you are you get to the theater twenty minutes early like me and watch Mar- Marissa Menino's? What do you what do you like to do? Uh,
3: it's Maria Menino, <laughs> sir. But. Oh, apolo- apologies Friend front of the pod. Uh, so my name's Corey, also known as Kylo Ren memes, recording out of Simi Valley, California. Um, I I don't really know how to categorize categorize myself in that way, Pappy. I am. Um, <laughs> I like to go to the movies a lot, at least a couple times a week. Obviously, I can't do that now with the current coronavirus situation. Uh, maybe by the time people are listening, that'll be all cleared up, but I doubt it. Uh, I, but, you know, I usually get there early. I see a little bit of Maria, watch some trailers, and I go to the bathroom two to three times during the movie because I drink a lot of water. And I'm sure that <laughs> uh, is starkly in contrast with you, right?
0: Oh, I'm no, I'm I'm a big hydro bro. I <laughs> need some water right now.
3: <laughs> didn't you say you you didn't exit a movie f- since like The Bug's Life to go to the bathroom or something?
0: I I hadn't peed during a movie since A Bug's Life. I think that streak was broken on a movie we spoiled. I don't remember what that was though. Probably um, The Circle. Was it The Circle? No, I think it was, was Ralph breaks. Man Bricks of Steel. The- no, was it Ralph breaks the internet? Hmm. I don't I don't remember. That's a strong possibility.
4: It was one of those.
0: But <laughs> but Josh, I want to get to you next since you're the next most recent host from Forrest Gump. Uh, you've got kids. Have they seen Mulan? I was just curious from from that perspective. Was it a family movie or did you watch this by yourself?
5: I you know, when you first picked it, I was like, Oh, this is perfect. We can watch it with the fam. And then I realized I had never seen it before. And I told Teresa like we should watch it as a family of three like tiny girls are ages 2, 4, and 6, but she was like, that movie actually has some really scary parts and I don't think so. So she kind of mixed it. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> but I will say, this came out when I was like, I don't know, late junior high, early high school, and I think I was, quote, too cool for a Disney movie about a girl at the time. Ooh. I know! It is, it's super sad. I... I don't know. I was trying to play basketball and get girlfriends, and this just didn't fit into my plans at the time, boys.
0: (laughs) Dude, there's no better way to get a girlfriend than watching a Disney movie. Probably the best way to get a girlfriend. I agree. Stevie, I thought you were going to be on the Schneid. You, your spouse loves Disney, and you're you're probably the foremost Disney expert on our podcast. I'll, I'll cede that to you. And, and we made podcast history when we did the first episode to cover every Disney movie. Wasn't that awesome? On that podcast, Mulan landed at 16 in our, in our ranking. After this rewatch, do you think that's
4: fair? Was it too low, too high? Too low, man. Higher. I love this movie.
0: Whoa. Also, where are you recording from?
4: I am recording from a little place called Elkhart, Indiana, hmm. which today in the thread, uh, we went over many things we are to be proud of from this place. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, I am super pumped to talk about this movie. It's awesome.
0: Yeah, some quick behind the scenes. Uh, Corey Kylo Ren memes started to talk some shit about Elkhart, Indiana, <laughs> and the Northern Indiana boys went hard in <laughs> <and> defending <laughs> all five cool things about <laughs> place that we were born but the man who is on the schneid jordan <laughs> we're so happy to see you you last hosted an episode back in november that was return to paradise wow. uh i tried to think of a good jordan question but i was gonna go with who's your favorite disney princess
6: <laughs> hey pappy this is jordan uh recorded from down in uh durham north carolina um favorite disney princess is definitely jasmine but i will say that this is my first time seeing mulan and i am not a aficionado of Disney movies. So I can't say that my knowledge is uh, great on the subject.
0: But you did see this movie. So I, I do want to start with you. we will go ahead and get into it. After a beautiful title sequence, uh, we, we set the stage here with a little quick intro. Jordan, for someone like you who had never seen Mulan, can you kind of tell us like where we are, when we are, and how does this movie kick off?
6: Uh, it kicks off, and there's a plot to like overtake the... Uh, the Great Wall of China, I guess. <laughs> um, I don't know if they ever actually say its name, but uh, there's like a plot, and the hawk like steals the main guy's hat or something, and then there's a bunch of uh, what are those hooks called? Somebody help me. Please. Grappling hooks. Grappling hooks that come over the wall, and you see like the main bad uh, Shan Yu. He like comes over, and they are able to light the fires down the wall. Um, but Shanyu Yu and his men do invade China. He is fucking pumped about it.
7: Now all of China knows you're here.
5: Perfect.
4: He is swole.
2: <laughs> yeah, he's a beefcake. He's been
5: cultivating That mass. dude is
4: missing zero <laughs> meals. What do you think <laughs>
5: happened to that guy who lit, lit that flame?
2: Uh, his insides are probably on the outside now.
6: <laughs> Got roasted over that fire.
2: The beacons are lit.
0: <laughs> China
3: calls for aid.
0: Are you a fan of the uh, uh, now all the China knows you're here memes, Corey?
3: Oh, dude, those are classic. <laughs> you know what? There's a few good memes in this actually. A girl <laughs> worth fighting for, where like it, he's holding up the paper and it has just like whoever you want to insert, like <laughs> fucking. Carol Baskin or whoever. Carol Baskin. <laughs> <laughs> Carol Baskin. Topical.
0: Uh, I have a question about Sean Yu to anybody. Disney, as a multinational corporation now, tries not to alienate any potential profit center. Uh, do you think their depiction of the Huns, you, you know, ultimately become like the Mongol people? Is that a racist depiction? The man has claws.
3: He has fangs. (laughs) He has claws. He's got black eyes. He's got yellow and black eyes.
2: (laughs) He's very gray.
3: (laughs) Gray and large.
2: He looks like a troll or like an ogre or something.
4: He looks like a thing of (laughs) nightmares for children.
2: Yeah. He's scary, but he's really cool. And he's like extremely strong. He like chops the top of a tree off and he's like scouting from up there.
4: Survives an avalanche.
2: (laughs) Yeah, he does some other human not human uh, type abilities. He's, get, he's pretty strong.
5: And honestly, did he do anything wrong? <laughs> oh, my God. oh, here it is. <laughs> <laughs> here we
0: go. Classic I Josh. Knew it. <laughs> <laughs> what? I What? So there's a scene sipping ahead a little bit, there's a scene later where there's two messengers and, and the, 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 the Hun army is kind of presenting themselves and like Sean Yu's motivation is he just wants to take over the wall because
3: the emperor built it?
2: challenged him.
3: He says that wall is like a challenge to his power on the other side. Mm. So he's just you know, insecure. This is
5: why this is an American story, because this is like, your neighbor builds a fence. It's just kind of annoying. <laughs> and his dog's always like poking his head through, growling at you. Like, you're gonna get pissed. This is a revenge story. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Someone should tell Brett, if we build the wall, this is exactly what's gonna happen <laughs> in America, oh my God. But- <laughs> We're, we're, we transition into meeting, uh, Pat Morita playing the Emperor, uh, to Movie Club and Chifu. Josh, can you, do you want to talk about either of these two characters, Chifu or the Emperor? Just kind of describe their, their
5: personality. Yeah. So Chifu is actually like kind of the Jafar character in this, but he doesn't have powers and, or much cunning <laughs> or like anything cool that Jafar has. Uh, <laughs> uh the Emperor of China, I think, he proves himself to be kind of like a wise guy right off the bat. Here, I forget exactly what he says, Pappy, but doesn't he say something? And you kind of know he's good, right?
0: I think the general says, "We'll surround your palace," and he's like, "No, right, protect right. my
5: people." Exactly. Yeah. So, a
4: simple grain of rice can turn the tide.
5: <laughs> I, I like this where it's not like the person in power is completely evil or incompetent. Um, it's just the whole story takes place outside of kind of his purview. And this sets it up, right?
0: Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know, Chifu. That's a good description of the emperor, Chifu. I have a little, I don't know, some questions about him. We talked about this a lot on the Aladdin episode, where like the villains all seem to be very effeminate, from Scar to the, who's the bad guy in uh, Great Mouse Detective, Stevie Radigan. Ratigan, uh, Ursula has a certain look this seems to be kind of the last of the effeminate coded not bad guys but not good guys you know what i mean
4: incompetent guys wankers yeah exactly wankers <laughs>
1: <laughs> wanker, Yeah, wanker those
4: guys
0: stevie this brings us to our first song honor to us all what's going on with fa mulan and, and what's life like in this small provincial <sighs> chinese town
4: Well, I have a question for you too, Pap. What does Fazu do for a living? Because I feel like he's supposed to be kind of like this simple farmer, but this dude has a pretty sweet complex going on in rural China.
2: Retired. Rice wine. (laughs) Mm
0: -hmm. (laughs) I think he's got some kind of like military pension, I would assume. I feel like
4: he has the nicest house out of the entire village. But Fabulan has a very big day ahead of her. Um, she is to meet the matchmaker and she's to be deemed worthy to bring honor to her family. Mm-hmm. And Mulan is not ready at all. She's writing answers down on her arm. Uh, I don't think she really wants to go see the matchmaker to begin with. And then the song of, um, they will Bring Honor to Us All, comes on, and the lyrics are horrifying. <laughs> <laughs> What do you mean by that? It's really just about how a woman's worth is to create babies and be good looking for a man, and it's quite terrifying. It is.
3: I I didn't pay attention to the lyrics that much. I just kind of like the tune. That's that's pretty fucking. Corey's different. just tapping and stuff.
4: <laughs> Corey's just tapping along. Good tunes, bro. <laughs> <laughs>
5: Bring
0: honor to us all. We all must One part that stands out for me in that song Is the grandma can barely talk But all of a sudden when she goes to sing It's just like this Beads of, it's like, bees so of beautiful. jade <laughs> You're
4: ready Not yet An apple for serenity A pendant for balance
5: bees of jade for beauty.
3: I noticed that shit too. Yeah, it was jarring, man. They also do Mulan's
1: makeup flawless on the first try.
4: (laughs) It's so true. Yeah. How is that even possible? I also think it's cool that the voice, uh, the singing voice for Mulan is the same singing voice for Jasmine. Mmm.
1: Leah Salonga?
4: Yes.
0: Um, obviously, like I said, things don't go well at the matchmaker. And and one of the things I noticed on this rewatch is this this movie's definitely a musical, but almost all of the songs come within the first half of the movie. And so like this is just banger after banger after banger. Dave, I want to bring you into the conversation here. On Goodbye Mellow Brick Road, you guys had a top five Disney songs. I don't think Reflection was in your list, but I think it was on your guest list. Can you can you just talk to our audience a little bit about Reflection and why it's a good Disney song, or if you think it's a good Disney song?
1: It is a good Disney song. I I, I love Reflection. I love I'll Make a Man Out of You. Um, uh, they're they're both they're great. They're songs that you could just really belt out. Um, maybe if you're on a drive or. Maybe if you're like going for a run, those would be good motivators. Motivators in different ways, um, for sure. Uh, but they did not make my list uh, just because there's such a glut, you know, Disney songs. There's so many, so many great ones. But reflection, it's it's this like it's this really it's an I want song. It's a it's a classic. It goes right in there with part of your world and and Belle and uh, fucking the riffraff street rat song from Aladdin. It goes in with all those, and it's just really like moving lyrics, powerful, powerful me- belting melody. It's uh, it's one of the greats, and just hearing the uh, the instrumental version in the trailer of the for the remake that will never be released ever, um, <laughs> it really g- gives me those goosebumps every time.
3: Pappy, you mentioned this being a musical. Is this uh one of Katzenberg's Disney movies?
0: So this is actually post Katzenberg. And, and interestingly, this has like twice the budget of something like the Lion King. Lion King's about forty five million. This is closer to a hundred million dollar budget. And the the only reason for that is that when Jeffrey Katzenberg left and started DreamWorks SKG with Spielberg and that other guy, yeah. uh, <laughs> he started to recruit and poach all of the best animators. So the, the cost of animation went way, mm. way, way up. And so it, like this is basically just lost money. It's just a competition factor. Um, <laughs> and I don't think Jeffrey Katzenberg would have let something stupid like uh, Mushu in on the movie, but we'll get to that in a second. Um, hey, Pap. Yeah, go ahead.
4: I don't mean to circle back. I hate doing this, but can I read off the lyrics to You'll Bring Honor no, to Us all? I feel like I'm depriving the listening audience.
0: I think we need to hear them.
4: Okay, so there's some lyrics that see Sing them. a girl can br- see a girl can bring her family great honor in one way by striking a good match and this could be the day men want girls with good taste, calm obedient who work fast-paced with good breeding in a <laughs> tiny waist, you'll bring honor to us all.
2: Beads of jade <laughs> 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 loved it.
6: My fiance was singing along to this song. She loved that. <laughs> shit. You
2: know what? That's that's the thing about these Disney movies, though. Is I found myself. I found it with Aladdin too. But it's like I remember like every line of this movie, and it's like, of course, you're not gonna remember like the context of the words because you remember you're just like singing along with like even the normal talking. It's like so melodic and how they talk and stuff. So I don't know. I can see how you can just like get lost in the music of these types of movies. Mm-hmm.
0: And that's actually what my fiance mentioned with reflection. Like we like, listen to that song. It's a very beautiful song. I bet. The entry is like, what the fuck is Mulan talking about? <laughs> like, like, like what? She doesn't see like, when will my reflection show who I am inside? Like, did, is that just like her way of saying she doesn't know how to fit in within the context of, Society does that mean she's really a man inside? You know what I mean. I, I, as beautiful as the song is, I don't know if the lyrics make a lot of sense.
2: This is like right after she, after the army came and was like, "Hey, fa, uh, you have to join the army or whatever." And she kind of dishonored her father, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I don't know the context of how those two kind of connect.
0: And Mikey, what what kind of happens after the army comes? There, there's a a piece of music called Mulan's Decision, which is very 80s, and I don't know if it oh necessarily my God. fits the yeah, tone. Yeah, I am
2: mentioning this. Um this. It definitely goes into like the soundtrack from Drive. There's uh, definitely a hard synth <laughs> <laughs> and like electric piano, and it's pretty awesome. It's uh, kind of just like the montage scene of Mulan stealing her father's army gear Um like, his armor and sword and stuff and kind of leaving a note, I think, and uh chopping off her hair and stuff. And then, like, the music really pumps up when, like, the horse kicks through the door uh, of her house or whatever, through, like, the gate of her house or something. That's a really cool scene, and, like, the music is just, like, stands out so much in that, that like, 30 seconds because it is, like, just since like, really crazy 80s-style music.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: I could see that being some good, some good running music.
2: Yeah, uh, it's definitely different from everything else in the movie. Yeah, uh, for sure, uh, music-wise.
0: That yeah, that always bothered me. And like when the army is recruiting, the way Chief Fu says, "In a man's presence," <laughs> it really bothers <laughs> me because it sounds like he's just spitting so much when he says that. But I, I talked about things that bother me, Dave. I want to go back to you. I. I on this rewatch in my Letterboxd review, I, I made a note that I, I don't think I like Mushu. Where do you, as someone with a lot of Disney breadth of knowledge, Dave, and depth of knowledge, what do you think about Mushu? It feels very
1: Disney add on. You know what I mean? It's definitely a Disney add on, um, for sure. I don't mind Mushu. Uh, I have fond memories of him being the host of the animation attraction back at Hollywood Studios in the day, which is no longer there. But I really, like, I think it was a as as like kind of inessential as Mushu like at the end of the movie, Mushu's like can I get my get my wings now or whatever the hell it is and he's like, Am I am I finally a spirit animal? And they're like, Absolutely, you did it, man. And I'm like, what did he actually do? This was all Mulan's doing. He served almost no purpose. Uh He
3: made things worse. Yeah. He just
1: complicated things. He, that... he lit the cannon. He lit the cannon. There's about eight sidekicks that come and go throughout the movie. Um <laughs> yeah she's got a lot of pets i made a note here about uh this eddie murphy though like uh his performance obviously it's like kind of a stepping stone for donkey but his career arc that leads him to mulan it like it's a kind of like a petered out beverly hills cop franchise and then he's doing like kids movies like the nutty professor or dr dolittle or whatever it is and And but so like by this point, Sandler or Jim Carrey kind of has the comedy belt, and until Tower Heist, this is like kind of the anomaly for Eddie Murphy. This is like the one thing he's remembered for, uh, with maybe Dreamgirls being an exception along the way. But now he's in full Renaissance mode. I think like if we're gonna have Mulan like three come out, this is this is his time.
3: That's right. There's a Mulan too. I saw that on Disney Plus. I mean, I didn't watch it, but you know, it's there. It
4: is horrible.
3: (laughs) Happy. Not only is Mushu kind of Jar Jar-esque, but
5: the whole premise that he, like, tricks the ancestors because he puts a rock on his head. I, I'm still kind of wondering about that. The
0: great stone dragon. He's,
5: he's right there. He's, like, ten feet from you. It's like, that's not the real dragon. Clearly. <laughs> the Fa family was not a very intelligent
0: family. They're easily duped <laughs> by the <laughs> spirit animals. I, Stevie, we... We actually did a, a little-known uh, side podcast that never went anywhere. And it some of the best content I've ever produced was just sitting on a Google Drive. And we talked a lot about Pinocchio. It'll get there. We talked about Jiminy Cricket and how... Mm-hmm. He is he is the center character in Pinocchio. You know what I mean? He he's, 100%. he's the heart of the movie. He sings the song that goes on to be the He's like the
4: guide of the movie too. He
0: sings the song that goes on to be the thesis of the whole Walt Disney Corporation. Like but somehow it's just Mushu doesn't quite translate to that. How how do you come down on Mushu,
5: Stevie? Um
4: I like Mushu. I mean, I don't love Mushu. I'm kinda of wishy-washy on Mushu. I'm kind of with you guys. He doesn't serve a whole lot of purpose in the overall kind of, like, arc of the movie. Um, <sighs> how, yeah,
5: how heavy is this movie without him? It's really mm-hmm. kind of dark.
4: <laughs> that's where I kind of fall on Mushu is, like, he makes it more, like, family-friendly, and more of a kid's movie. Because without him, this is a pretty uh, dark war action movie mm-hmm. that's just animated. <laughs> so, I mean... Definitely not uh, Robin Williams as Genie, but I don't think Mushu's horrible by any stretch. Well, there's
0: a lot of like, you know, unknown questions from this time in Disney. Like, what would Emperor's New Groove have been if it was left to be Empire in the Sun? A
4: three-hour animated drama.
0: This was developed in (laughs) Florida, away from the Disney Corporation headquarters in Los Angeles. Um, But Mushu, I guess, was insisted by Roy E. Disney, like he really wanted Mushu, and the cricket was insisted by Michael Eisner. So if anybody knows, they, they <laughs> fucking hated each other and they're both like insisting at these like <laughs> stupid side slapstick characters
3: in the movie. Wait, who thought of the horse though? Is that Michael Ovitz?
0: That's gotta be an Ovitz decision. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I would guess so. <laughs> uh but but Mikey you mentioned that, that they go to the camp. The camp is the real sort of center of gravity of the movie, when I think of Mulan, I think of these training sequences. Mikey, what what stands out to you at the camp? What, what's the most iconic parts here?
2: Uh, well, I think we kind of discussed it. Uh, as the music is kind of what uh slaps so hard in this movie for me. Um, <laughs> what, what is uh, what is the song, Make a Man Out of You? Is that what it's I'll called? I'll Make a Man Out of You, I'll Make yeah. a Man Out of oh, You, yeah. yeah. And it just has a great montage that goes along with it. And, uh, at the end, on. I mean, it's like a challenge of like climbing up this really tall pole. Uh, it's vision pole. quest.
3: Yeah, <laughs> it's
2: a vision quest challenge to get to the top of this pole with two weights on tied to you, and then chuck this arrow. And it's—I uh, don't know—it just slaps so hard, and it's got great visuals <laughs> when she chucks that arrow uh, at uh at what's that guy's feet? Shang. 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 I love this
5: scene too. Can I offer a complaint, though? Please. I felt like there was no in-between step. I felt like they were all fucking up and sucking. That's what my wife said. And then the next scene is they're great. And I just wanted to see the creativeness that could have been there in an in-between step. And I don't know. I wanted it to go on longer, too, because it's a really strong sequence. Mm -hmm.
3: I thought it was like Mulan reaching the arrow was kind of like inspirational to them. And that's when they started like picking things up. That's what I thought.
2: Yeah, because she gets the boot, like, 15 seconds before she climbs that (laughs) hole. Uh (laughs) (laughs) Shame shoes her off from the camp, like, in the middle of the night, because she totally failed throughout the whole day, and she couldn't keep up physically, so she kind of got, like, kicked out.
0: It's just by, like, reaching the arrow is what motivates everybody like she's able to run faster and jump higher and dodge flaming arrows now just because she was able to reach the top (laughs) you you mentioned you mentioned shang and I i won't put anybody on the spot here but feel free to to jump in if you look at letterbox literally the top 10 literally the top 10 reviews are puns about shang being bisexual i he is I don't want to take that away from anyone who, who, who identifies in Shang. Dave, you see it? I, I I try to see it. I don't. Where where do you see that coming into play?
1: I see it in the first couple moments of "I'll Make a Man Out of You." He is so dramatic in his performance. Like he's a real <laughs> he's a real Troy Bolton out there. He is so <laughs> like he's so into it and like passionate, and he's like he's going full Twelfth Night with his attraction to. Uh, to this uh soldier who is going like trying like Captain America tactics on him, basically. And but like the, the 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 you can see there's a little moment, um there's a little moment when he um I think it's during the song, like uh Mulan kinda messes up a little bit. But and and Li Shang like looks I think it's when uh the they're throwing all the rocks and then Mulan hits one of the rocks blindfolded just manages to get one of them. There's a little look that he gives Mulan that says like Mm, okay, I'm I'm into that. That's kind of that's kind of my thing. I think I I ride for it. I I do believe he is uh, he is a bisexual man.
2: Also, the the group of guys in the uh, pond or whatever they really dropped the ball. I mean, she's <laughs> swimming out there naked, and they didn't notice. I mean, that's on them. They should really they're not the smartest gang around. Yeah. I mean,
3: there's uh, there's a couple of guys. There's Yao who is like a it's like a 45-year-old Jewish guy from New York, but it's... <laughs> Played by Harvey Firestein. so yes,
0: basically yes, exactly.
3: <laughs> and then there's like the baby Huey guy, but I don't remember his name. Chimpo! I love him. <laughs> and then there's Ling, <laughs> who's like a used car salesman, kind
4: of.
0: <laughs> That's a great way to characterize Ling, because is like this zend-out zend out giant, and, the, and Ling is kind of the least memorable to me, but he's just kind of a scummy <laughs> guy. That's like his whole personality
4: trait. He cut gym class, Pappy. He cut <laughs> gym class.
0: Why was I a fool and sculper cutting gam?
2: Be a man. I love when he smashes his face. <laughs> 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 Breaks all his teeth. <laughs>
0: So, I, like you mentioned, Josh, this montage is is very quick. All of a sudden, we now have a semi elite group of of soldiers trained at least 12 of them (laughs) okay i do have a i have a fucking qualm about that mulan (laughs) says there are plenty of young men to fight in china the whole army is fucking 25 people (laughs) on on shang's dad's map there's three little battalions and apparently a battalion (laughs) is 20 people this is motherfucking china (laughs) they have two million people in their army there's no way and
1: so many of them look old
0: yeah exactly it's Sorry, that was that was a tangent. But to go back to the story, Josh, Mushu does set the the plot more in motion here. Do you remember what he does to, to get the army on the battlefield?
7: Okay, let me see what you got. From General Lee, dear son, we're waiting for the Huns at the pass. It would mean a lot if you'd come and back us up. Hmm, that's great, except you forgot. And since we're out of potpourri, perhaps you wouldn't mind bringing up some. Hello!
5: This is the army! Make it sound more urgent, please! You know what I'm talking about? Uh, yeah, so... <sighs> What's the name? The Jafar-esque sidekick. Chifu. Chifu, the most trusted advisor, Chifu. He's like, (laughs) he's got his ledger and he's like, nope, we aren't going to go to the general because the general hasn't sent for us and you suck and your army sucks. So we're just going to hang out. And so he, he makes like a giant puppet. (laughs) and he fakes that he's like a messenger and delivers a fake message from the quote general that says we need your help pronto and i guess people were asking what mushu does in the movie and he endangers mulan is
2: what he yeah. does he
0: sends all these boys to die is what he does <laughs> why does he do this i don't
2: understand can he not have honor just sitting at camp away from war Mulan was just supposed to be like a body to replace her dad And they're doing that at the camp Safe away from all fighting
3: That's a really good point (laughs) We didn't talk about the dad too much But Mulan goes in place of her dad Because he's old Seems like he's already served in a war or two in his day He
4: can't walk
3: (laughs) (laughs) I mean don't you think they would have had this guy like pushing paper Well he had Tommy John surgery (laughs) (laughs) They're not sending this dude to the front lines Is all I'm saying
5: I love the part with the dad. I don't know if we want to get into it yet, Pappy, but I feel like there's almost a OT Star Wars-esque feeling with him. Like, they're like, oh, you're his son? Like, they're mm-hmm. pretty big deals and they've heard of this guy before. And there's a quick moment before he, like, shows his Achilles heel or whatever when he's practicing, but. Is he a badass? I would love to know more of his backstory.
0: They say something in the effect of, oh, I didn't know he had a son, and Chifu's like, yeah, because his son's a fucking lunatic. (laughs) That's why he kept it secret. (laughs) But but yeah, I, I do get the sense. I have that same complaint, is that I don't know why... Mulan thinks she's actually saving her dad's life there's no fucking way they're gonna send that like old military guy on his pension to the front lines and he'd be much more useful at motivating these troops and training them than Mulan is but uh, I don't know that's a, that's a sad complaint Stevie we get our next song here like I said we now have an elite group of, of soldiers who are fighting what do you think of a girl worth fighting for you mentioned the problematic lyrics early what, what did you think about this song
4: um, This to me is like the filler song of the movie that just kind of got us from one place to another without like having a weird transition. Um, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> it's kind of a superficial song. It's probably my least favorite song of the whole movie. Um, it's just another
5: chance for them to drop a hard pronoun. They're like, make a man out of you. Make a girl worth fighting for uh we're gonna just drag now i feel like a man but i am a girl like that's this whole movie i need a
4: woman who cooks
5: <laughs>
3: <laughs> so binary
2: i think it's uh, to show that milan is uncomfortable because she has no idea how to relate to these people because they're singing about old girlfriends and stuff and milan is you i don't think even had a boyfriend so i don't know it's I, d- I can see why they have it. Uh, I can see why it's kind of a filler song too. I don't know. I think it's just to make it look uncomfortable.
5: You can guess what we have missed the most
2: since we went
5: off What do we want?
0: One of the things that really bothers me in this song too is there's a group of uh, women picking rice, and fucking Mushu cat calls Adam, <laughs> and it's like this is what you're adding to the goddamn story, Mushu. You're, you're cat calling at women where Jiminy Cricket's sing when you wish upon a star. It seems, I don't know, it just seems inappropriate. And yeah, Stevie, like you said, the Chinpo only wanting a woman who can cook. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know about that, but but we get out of a a girl worth fighting for, and it gets real dark real quick Dave, what do they discover at at the end of their march
1: uh is it the avalanche? this is a torn up town, okay bodies oh so this is where the scrunch doll comes into play did that was that too dark for you or what did you think uh no, I think um I think with uh the um fucking the hunchback of Notre Dame coming out uh two years prior to this, they'd kind of They've already gone way darker than anything in Mulan, so this is kind of, this is not as bad. Um, the, the whole, like, kind of camp just being burned is, it's, it is, it is dark in what literally happened, like, like, a, like an actual, like, straight up massacre in a Disney movie happened. Um, yeah, it's like, it's, it's rough, but it's not, like, emotionally rough. Like, for kids, I think Hunchback was way more scarring than this was. Is this, Josh,
0: where you think like the line of delineation would have been between stuff you'd let your children watch and stuff you wouldn't...
5: Ugh. Yeah, this one's a hard one to explain, right? <laughs>
0: what where, happened there? Where's
5: the doll's mommy? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, and then to further the plot, I guess, not only is like the village just burned to the ground and you see this doll that had been touched on earlier, but They like look over this rise and you see where the battle had taken place and they go even like darker because now you do see bodies lying around.
3: It is a very nice looking scene, though, like the way the red sky looks Mm -hmm. against everyone. And like, uh, I think it was at this moment, I was like, wow, this is a really beautiful looking movie, isn't it? I mean, despite the dark overtones.
2: The big guy brings back the general's head or whatever and hands it to the sun. (laughs) He's like, oh, your dad died. What's in the box? <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
5: That's what Django, that's like Django's fat <laughs> said to Boba too. Yeah.
4: Do you think kids understood, Pap, when that uh, one of the Huns literally shot one of the messengers in the back?
2: That was pretty dark.
0: <laughs> I was a kid when I saw this and I got that and I thought it was awesome. Like I thought it was badass. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. yeah.
5: Do you think there's any hidden uh, like hint as to which one they shot?
0: I think it was probably the guy who was like talking shit back to <laughs> Genghis Khan Because it only takes one man to deliver a message. But Mikey, uh the army must now press forward into the mountains. How does this battle go down? It's it's probably one of the coolest scenes of the of the whole
7: movie.
2: Yeah, this is uh not the climax, but it's pretty pretty close to the climax of the movie. Um They're walking through the was it the Tun Pass or something they call it? And, uh, they got a, a wagon with all of the cannons in it. And Mushu's in there, and I guess he lights one off and it explodes into the sky. Why? <laughs> Fucking Mushu. So he gives away the position, and, like, immediately they just get a uh, hail of arrows raining down on them. And, uh, kind of goes sideways from there. They, uh, fire some cannons and they think they get rid of, uh, all of the Huns in the the mountains but then uh uh, they end up uh, on like the crest of the ridge or whatever at the top and uh it's just a, a massive army and they're pressed up against the edge of a cliff so they really have nowhere else to go
0: Speaking of of that shot, Stevie, we talked about on the Onward episode how how Pixar has a tendency to somehow like, or sometimes flex their animation skills like the latest technology. I remember the shot of the Huns like running over the mountain. It was a
4: big deal. That
0: was a huge deal. Nothing like that had been done before, I think, to that scale.
4: Not to that scale. And I remember, I mean, I think this looks cooler than uh, The Stampede and Lion King, Um I remember being in the theater as a kid, and I remember like specifically a lot of the marketing t- marketing material was um, based around like these scenes alone, and it still looks flawless to this day.
0: And what kind of what kind of plays out here? How did how is uh, the army dispatched?
4: Well, Shan Yu, who's on full roids at this point, like full blown roids, uh, <laughs> just starts charging down that mountain. And you have a thousand other, I mean, it looks like thousands of Huns behind him. And um, is it a budget constraint, Pap, or why are there only like seven soldiers with Shang?
2: I don't know. I don't <laughs> understand.
4: I don't understand.
2: <laughs> There's at least 30 guys and now it's only like six that fit behind this rock. Everybody else is kind of gone, right? They're dead?
4: Yeah, but the, the Huns are going full War Eagle down the mountain. And uh that's when Mulan decides to take one of the cannons and rush out in the middle of the of the field. And she uh she pretty much causes a giant avalanche with Mushu doing comedic relief behind it.
5: They really could have played up the lack of men there and had a couple scenes of like, Oh, they're going over a bridge and Mushu like burns something so the bridge falls down and kills half the men. <laughs> so <laughs> So they continue <laughs> and then like Mushu blows up something and like scars 50 guys and they have to travel. (laughs) That's a secret
4: backstory they just edited out. Mushu was just killing guys left and right.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and so Mulan is... There's a pretty cool scene that seems to defy physics as Mulan's falling on a horse and shooting an arrow in the air and uh, they're able to pull her up. Uh, But she's discovered to be a man after she's injured in this battle and Chifu, again, has this really strange line where she's like... She's a woman!
4: <laughs> <laughs> the way he pronounces it is so I mean, weird to me. Was there a scene that was cut? Because he also says something along the lines of, I knew it.
0: I, I mean, I looked at Tanya, my fiance, at this point. I'm like, they could not make it any more obvious that Chifu hates women. And it has no interest in yeah. that gender <laughs> at all. Uh, but but like, I, like I mentioned, this movie is now sort of traded off musical set pieces for action set pieces. And, and it goes right kind of, back-to-back back. uh Mulan sees the Huns rise and as rides off to the Forbidden City Jordan what what happens here kind of in this the second to last scene the, the last big action set piece of the movie
6: yeah so they're having like a big celebration uh for Shang and like the remaining guys that uh Mushu didn't kill um and they're having the celebration and Mulan rides in and she's like hey they're still around they're in the city um and there's always something kind of creepy about that huge fucking dragon thing that's <laughs> hanging out behind Shang. But eventually, uh, the hawk comes back in from uh, a couple of scenes with um, Shan Yu and steals the sword back. And it reveals that uh, Shan is up on like one of the rooftops, I guess. Um, and all of his men like burst out of the creepy dragon thing and they steal the emperor.
0: And Josh, you were talking about this earlier that it seemed... How did you put it earlier? You said it was funny how there must have been meetings after meetings after meetings to do the character design on uh, the three sidekicks (laughs) dressed as women or something.
5: Yeah, just like the (laughs) character design and costuming of getting those like burly men of three different shapes and statures as women. And like the only payoff is that they get like three steps closer to the guys they beat up. (laughs) 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 Worth it. They also just,
6: like, they disappear for the rest of the movie. Like, two of them just get watermelons put on their head and, like, bang together. (laughs) They're not dead. They're just, like, mildly concussed. concussed. (laughs) (laughs) They disappear forever.
5: Gallagher. Gallagher. (laughs) Gallagher.
6: Imagine someone smashing
1: a watermelon over your head so strongly that your head fits into it in the shape and form of the watermelon.
0: Immediately in a concussion protocol.
1: Oh, yeah, you're going to the tent.
0: Stevie, way back on the Coco episode, we broke down every single Disney villain death, uh, which is actually another thing I'm really proud of. Go back and listen to that. But I think we said this was one of the best Disney villain deaths. Do you remember kind of uh, how Genghis Khan or whatever his name is is dispatched here, Shan Yu?
4: (laughs) Well, you also have to kind of remember the buildup of Shan Yu and uh, Mulan fighting it out, especially when he like blows through the building, blows through the roof. Like it's kind of an intense scene. But um, I'm very happy with this villain death because they didn't fall off a cliff. Thank Christ. Thank (laughs) Christ. So many dizzy villains have fallen to their deaths. It's maddening. (laughs) Um, But yeah, this dude uh, gets taken for a ride. Uh, Mushu and Cricket have this giant missile of a firework waiting for him. And he is blown from building to building. And I imagine his body is disintegrated on top of a building with just fireworks exploding. Like when the fireworks go off, Yu's blood is in there. Like blood and flesh is flying out in the sky. It's a fantastic villain death.
5: (laughs) Can I just say too, speaking of him and his deaths, he kind of had a fake death earlier in the snow. And his hand coming up out of the snow and reaching is like got to be designed after Shredder from Ninja Turtles. It's the same <laughs> shot punching up through there,
3: <laughs> so classic. Which was basically the same shot from '89 uh, Batman mm-hmm. after Joker falls and access chemicals. But yeah, I bet you there's ones further back, Corey. We should research. <laughs> also, uh, do you think that, that
1: right before uh, all that all those explosions go on? When the, it's like nine people lifting the stone sculpture and using it as like a, like a, (laughs) a battering ram. Would nine people be able to lift that? I think you need more people.
0: Dude, that's literally the whole Chinese army lifting it. Of course (laughs) they can lift it.
4: (laughs) Nine ugly concubines (laughs) lifting a giant, giant thing.
0: One of the things that does kind of rub me the wrong way is after the emperor has been saved, he offers Mulan one of the most prestigious posts in, in all of China. And she turns it down for what, Mikey, to go spend time with her family or something?
2: Oh, uh, yeah. Mulan doesn't really have any foresight into uh, <laughs> uh, this... Huge life decision. She just made nah. <laughs> <Yeah. on a laughs> no, I want to see my dad in a whim dad. of like two seconds. Yeah, it's like I've been gone for like three weeks. I'm gonna go back and see my dad. Just accept the job and then go back and see your dad. Uh, was all she really had to do. But she declines the job and then she goes back home. And this is honestly one of my favorite Disney moments of like all time. I, I get close to crying like every time. Stevie, I don't know about you, but this every is like time a tearjerker of a moment with the dad.
4: Yeah, especially when he's just pretty much talking about like the proudest moment of his life is having her having uh, her as a daughter. But do you think Mulan like instantly regretted turning down that post when Shang looks at her and just goes, "You fight well, (laughs) fight
5: (laughs) good, good.
4: (laughs) You fight good. Instant regret. Like I really shouldn't have turned down this post. But yeah, I'm with you, Mikey. Near tears every time. I thought it would. When I was
0: a kid. Go ahead,
1: Dave. Oh, I thought I was just gonna say I thought it would have been funny if when she hugged the emperor with the big sword in her hand, if it, like she'd like accidentally like stabbed him. <laughs> <laughs> Look at me, I'm
5: the emperor now.
1: When
0: I was a kid, I thought the emperor said, "You don't meet a girl like that every day, but he's saying every dynasty. <laughs> every every I never like understood day. that line. Yeah, every, every day. day. <laughs> Um yeah, That that pretty much wraps up the movie. I, one thing I did want to note from that last scene too is that I, I I did a little bit of like side research. So fa is a Cantonese word for flower and the dad has that like really nice analogy at the beginning after Mulan totally fucks up with the matchmaker uh that that that, that little <laughs> blossom's going to bloom someday and when it does it's going to be the prettiest the fucking cherry tree in that shot, the overhead shot showing the dad like sitting on the bench and then Mulan comes in. That is one of the most unique to Disney and one of the most like one of the most beautiful shots in the movie, but I think one of my favorite just like still frames in any Disney movie. Dave, did you did you appreciate that final shot or those final shots?
4: Yeah, they were
1: good. Um I think like it's kind of they're definitely striking uh the right tone uh to end the movie on. Uh to me I thought it was quite uh, quite charming.
0: Was it as charming as the ninety-eight degrees song True to Your Heart though, no. did?
1: I mean that's quite the transition <laughs> into those into those credits kinda kinda maybe... it's shitty.
0: Let's just call it what it is. It's terrible. <laughs> it was...
4: <laughs> I don't understand You can't leave off TV Wonder off that path.
0: <laughs> so fun fact, one of my earliest memories of Mikey was going on a field trip and he let me see his CD binder. And had a Stevie Wonder CD. I'm like, man, this guy's really cool. I want to be friends
2: with him. Sure, <laughs> I love that CD. Uh, the greatest hits one or whatever, yeah.
0: Yeah, did you like the song, True to Your Heart?
2: Uh, no, I totally forgot about this song until it kicked off. And I was like, wow, this really does not fit your, this movie at all. At uh, all. Really. Topped me off guard. I stopped the movie immediately as soon as I heard the song. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing
1: will ever be as bad as the... Uh the aladdin remake when it just started with like dj khaled i was like oh my god
2: (gasps) (laughs) another one
0: yeah and then disney plus is like do you want to watch mulan too and it shows like one screenshot of it and the animation looks so fucking shitty i'm like nah i'm gonna go to bed (laughs) uh but that's that's mulan uh we did it that's a third disney animated uh movie review episode any any final thoughts? I know we, we have a lot of people. We, we moved through it quick, but anything I missed or, or anything else you guys want to talk about?
4: Pap, I have a question for you. Please. Where does Mulan Falls fall for you in Disney princess rankings?
0: Okay, this is... I, I would say as if we're going to call her a quote-unquote princess, she's, argu- she is. she's arguably my favorite. She's, she's certainly the most badass, certainly the most um has the most station and control over her life but i, I kind of turn this back on you and dave as, as our disney experts i don't understand the delineation is this literally just a committee of people at disney saying this is a princess this isn't like how is that yes. determined
1: that's how it, it's pretty much just any character who is a woman um unless you are uh lilo or a part of the frozen franchise i
4: want lilo to be a princess forever
1: that's what, based on the the theory that like Mulan is and like Pocahontas is, it's like, well, why can't Lilo be? Clearly, the criteria is that they just have to be a woman with their name in the title of the movie. Um, it's like kind of <laughs> arbitrary. Maybe it's just based on popularity. Um, and and yet here we are with Moana counts as it apparently, but Anna and Elsa get their own <laughs> brand. I don't know.
2: So what? Lilo's like the only one left
1: out. It's like Esmeralda doesn't. Lilo's count.
4: left out. Vanellope isn't a Disney princess. Um, trying to think of the other ones. But you're right, Esmeralda doesn't technically count. But Merida even is, there are, right? From Pixar?
1: Merida is.
4: Yeah, Merida is. Um, oh. Yeah, I don't understand it Jane at all. Jane from
1: Tarzan seems to be uh, rejected. Um, but sometimes they include Cusco um, arbitrarily, seemingly at random. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you Disney people are a different, different breed.
1: Uh, I was going to ask, too, Dave...
0: And Stevie, does Mulan have a big presence in the theme parks at Disney? Do you see a lot of her or pins or or anything like that?
1: There is some Mulan merch. um, Mostly can be found in the China Pavilion at Epcot, where you can also meet Mulan. Yes. Um, But she doesn't really have her own attraction. though She She also
4: isn't a big presence in the parades either.
1: No, not in the parades, but she does get um, a little bit of... uh, she gets to do a little bit in happily ever after the fireworks show. She fires a rocket from the castle and the emperor shows up and does his flower that blooms in adversity quote, which is always a dope moment.
0: Pat Morita shows up.
1: Yeah. He's like, it's like right after, I think it's right after the, the love section of happily ever after the emperor says, the flower that blooms in adversity is the most rare and beautiful of all. And then all the explosions start happening and there's pirates of the Caribbean music and Lion King music and craziness and bombing and everything's on fire.
4: Also, Pap, um, I was told, I mean, I'm not sure how true this is, but I was told by a cast member at Disney that um, you're not going to have a giant presence in the park unless that character in question had a giant box office return.
0: Which I haven't checked the Mulan numbers. It did fairly okay, right?
1: $300
0: That's fairly okay, I would say, on a $100 million budget. That's making money. It doesn't seem to have the same pop culture legacy though as the other disney renaissance films right like beauty and the beast even aladdin which she did a podcast on lion king those all got their remakes first before they came knocking to milan but any other any other final thoughts anything else we missed uh that you guys want to talk about
2: uh the grandma has some pretty great jokes at the end <laughs> uh kind of sexually objectifying uh the <laughs> the commanding officer or whatever, yeah. Do you
0: want to stay
1: forever?
2: <laughs> yeah, I, I always remember cracking up so hard whenever she talks.
1: Great. She brings home a sword. If you ask me, she should
2: have brought home a man. Excuse me. Does Famulan live here? Thank you. Woo! Sign me up
0: for the
3: next four.
0: So let's go ahead and get into our yes or nos. If this is your first episode of Spoilers, the way way we do this is a binary rating system. Just a yes or a no, and we'll give a little bit of final thoughts. I'm going to get my ramblings out of the way, then we'll go in the same order that we went at the top. But this is a hard yes uh, for me. Um, I'm fully aware that probably more than anybody else, on this podcast I enjoy putting on my critical theory glasses and looking at a film and trying to break it down but there's something about Mulan that I just don't really like to do that with and I, I just want to enjoy it and I just want to like it and I don't want to Lindsay Ellis' film to death I don't want to watch a bread tube video on why Mulan <laughs> isn't as woke as you think I just want to enjoy it <laughs> I do I do have some gripes with it mostly around Mushu and, and, and somewhat you know tonally to that but to me the first half works as a phenomenal musical the second half works really as a is an animated action story and that way it kind of falls into my my subgenre of the smushed film where the first half is one thing and the second half is another but but it's a very solid second tier Disney animation not one of their best not not not, I wouldn't even go as far as a classic but but it it definitely belongs in, in the solid animation category uh Mikey, we'll go to you next.
2: Uh, it's uh, definitely a hard yes for me. Um, like I said at the beginning, I had such nostalgia for it watching it again, and it looks so good on Disney+. Plus. So you kind of really see, like, all the awesome animation in it, and they do a lot of cool stuff with, like, all of, all of the fighting and action sequences. They look really good. Uh, but this movie reminded me a lot of uh, Princess Mononoke and, like, um... Studio Ghibli usually makes kids' movies, Disney makes kids' movies, but uh, Princess Mononoke in Ghibli is, like, extremely violent, and Mulan is pretty violent. There's a lot of death in Mulan, and (laughs) uh, I appreciated, like, how dark it got, and I think uh, Shun Yu is just such an awesome character. I, I really like him as a bad guy, and I think he's pretty dark, and I like his dialogue and stuff, and he's... He's really intimidating, and uh, I just like a lot of stuff about this movie. I I think the music is in slats really hard, too, like I said, so it's a hard yes for me.
3: (laughs) Nice. Corey? Uh, Yeah, it's going to be a yes for me as well. I quite like the music in this movie. I think that's the most memorable thing for me. I mean, mean, it really comes down to that Let's Get Down to Business song. (laughs) I don't know the proper title, but it's so good. And when I think of this movie, I think of that bit. And that whole scene. But the movie as a whole still holds up pretty well. And the animation is quite nice. And I think, in my opinion, this is one of the last good Disney animated movies of this era. I mean, there was some others here and there. But around this time, they were just doing like a bunch of hits. Like some of the ones we talked about. Like in the 90s with The Lion King and Aladdin and all that. I think after Mulan, there was a little bit of a decline. And, um... I like this one. I got a lot of nostalgia for it, just like Mikey, and it's a good movie. It's a yes for me. Josh, who loves Jafar. (laughs) I don't love him,
5: but he is a good guy. Uh, (laughs) I think it's interesting what you point out. It's not like the classic, super detailed animation, Pat, but it's so stylized, and they really kind of flaunt off the simplified style and They even show like several really, really close up shots of like those colors and like just the simple blocky shapes. Thinking of like the bug at one point did that. But the other thing I want to point out as I give this a great huge yes is I'm glad Mikey brought up the grandma and how she's a great character and being funny. But I thought she provided the other like tearful moment other than like when the dad puts the sword and the medallion to the side. I thought that when Mulan took off on the horse and it's all rainy at the house and they're super sad because they know if they turn Mulan in, she'll be killed. And then if she just goes off by herself, she might be killed. And they're just like in despair. And she asks to like pray to the ancestors. I thought that was just like a really beautiful moment. We didn't really hit that on the pod. So I just wanted to shout back to that. Um, Mm -hmm. Especially, I don't know, in Corona virus times, like... Kind of the way Mulan is busting out of the house free. Uh, I don't know. Something about it struck a chord. But big guess for this movie. I'm glad I finally watched it from beginning to end for the first time. Thanks, Pat.
2: Josh, and did you watch with your kids? No. Deprive them again from another movie <laughs> experience. A Disney
0: classic. But no, you're welcome. And that that is a good call-out way to... to bring it back to modern times and make sure this video or upload will never be monetized on any platform I'm mentioning the C <laughs> word there. Uh, Stevie, mm. our resident Disney expert. Why don't you go ahead?
4: Um, yeah, I absolutely love this movie. Uh, so happy you it. I got to watch it twice this past week. Um, I kind of like how you brought up how Disney and Pixar like to flex their muscles from time to time. And watching, The mountain pass sequence when the Huns are charging down the hill Just looks beautiful even to this day And I, you know, kind of watching behind the scenes of how they did it And how long it took them was just a real joy to watch So, uh, definite hard solid yes on this movie Absolutely love it And, uh, Mulan is still my number one Disney princess Jordan
5: Brother
6: Yeah, it's a, a definite yes Um It's interesting. I I don't know if it's because it's the first time that I've ever seen this, but like trying to think back, like Aladdin is this way a little bit, but I kind of overlook it because of the like nostalgia factor. But it is really jarring in places, like with some like political correctness, um, some of the tone as far as like the death and war, like Mikey touched on, just like general darkness. But the animation is really really cool, Um, and it it moves along at a pretty good clip too. Like the story is not boring or anything, and I think that there's some comedic relief in there too i don't hate mushu as much as you guys all did um it it was weird to me to see donkey first and then <laughs> mushu and i had to like look up when those movies were made um but no it's 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 a really good movie a definite yes i did
5: quite a bit of that too jordan i was like was this before aladdin or after aladdin because i'm not as like deep into the lore as stevie and pappy are so yeah. it's really interesting
0: last but not least dave You've been an absolutely fantastic guest. I can't thank you enough for staying up late East coast time recording with us. A great Disney expert to have. Could you please give us a yes, some final thoughts and and please also mention where our good listeners can listen to your fantastic pod. Goodbye. Mellow brick Brick road.
1: Oh, well thank you very much for saying that and for having me. It was an absolute joy. Um, I will happily stay up late to talk about Disney and Mulan. It's a great time. Uh, I will give it a yes. Um, I'm not going to give it a no. Uh, that would be crazy um, for sure. But I, I love Mulan. Uh, it's it's definitely one of the more overlooked uh, Disney Renaissance movies. But it's also the Disney movie of my birth year. So I, gotta, I love it for that. Um, it, my, it's definitely not top tier Disney for me. I think some of the earlier Renaissance flicks will uh, take those uh, spots in the pantheon. But Mulan definitely deserves its fair share. Uh, love the score love all the vocal performances I have my I I literally I think in lists and ranking things like I have the same mind as Bill Simmons where I literally if there's something to rank I will rank it so I've (laughs) I have so many letterbox lists and Mulan uh, made it onto my vocal performances list for Ming-Na Wen as Mulan Uh, made it into my best quotes list my best original song list for reflection and I'll make a man out of you I mean, it's my most thought-provoking movies list. It was number 34 on my Disney list, number 11 on my 98 list, and number 7 on my Eddie Murphy list. So many lists, so many good things, but Mulan belongs on all of them. <laughs> uh, and as for the podcast, Goodbye Melbourne Road, that's available, I'm pretty sure, on all podcast platforms. It's on Overcast, Apple, uh, the Google one, um, I think Stitcher. Um, I think it's on all of them, and it, it's, there's weekly episodes for the rest of time because of the quarantine where I have recorded nothing but podcasts these entire past three weeks.
0: <laughs> yeah, we're right there with you. It's funny you mentioned Bill Simmons, Goodbye Melbourne Road. I noticed that you kind of have the same kind of Bill Simmons podcast intro where you do a little, like, little preamble and then get into the the content in general usually with the guest yeah i like i said i really like that podcast check it out thank you something that we do on this podcast though is we play a little trivia at the end i'm not the all the time host someone who's on this podcast will be the host next time and pick the next movie that we spoil dave if you could stick around a little bit i'd like to involve you in some capacity because we've done this game before oh no it's gonna be a mulan based trivia and how this is gonna work i have Lots of multiple choice questions. We're gonna to stick to the order. So the order will be Mikey, Corey, Josh, Stevie, Jordan. I'll ask a multiple choice question. Uh you you have some lifelines. You have a strike, a 50-50, and a pass. We've we've done this game before. Please keep track of your uh of your lifelines. If you miss the question though, Dave will have an opportunity to answer it with less uh, answers on the table. If he gets it right, you have been dominated by Dave, mashed by Mellow. However you want to put it, but
1: God. you are I don't know about that.
0: <laughs> eliminated from the game. Uh, does that make sense? And any questions?
3: Strike. What does that do?
0: Uh, so two strikes, you're out. You can miss a question. So a little, little Corey, a little point of strategy. If you use your fifty fifty and you miss it, you're basically out because Dave can Dave can get you. If that makes sense. Okay.
4: So Dave can I get us in the 50-50?
0: No. So if you get it wrong, Dave will have a chance to answer with, with fewer uh, options, and if he gets it right, you're...
4: <laughs>
1: oh, wow.
0: Uh, Got it? Everyone in? And, and in the event that we somehow get through all 27 questions, I do have a tiebreaker, Jesus. and at that point... <laughs> at that point
6: hey,
5: oh, of course at you what's do. the point, last
3: uh, lifeline?
0: A, a strike, of 50-50, and a pass. And you can pass a pass as Why well. Why are you so confused?
5: So, this game debuted when it was killed by
3: Kylo it's like your killed first- by Kylo <laughs> <laughs> look man it's been a while right
0: <laughs> we're not a fan of dominated by Naval. Dave we'll work through it but okay uh, we'll think of a better title Mikey I have you as first your first question what was the attendance of Disneyland Paris in 2018 10 million 15 million oh 20 million or 25 million uh, 2018 was the most recent attendance data I could get for the Disney parks uh, so mm. there's going to be a lot of these uh, 10, 15, 20, 25
2: I'm going to say 10
0: and Mikey stands tall doesn't use a lifeline and fucking knocks it down Damn. Uh, <laughs> 10 million people uh, so the next is Corey which of these American films has the highest grossing at the Chinese box office Transformers, Age of Extinction, Avengers Infinity War, The Fate of the Furious, or Furious 7? <laughs> um, you
3: have lifelines. I'm going to say... The Transformers movie.
0: That'll be your first strike. It was actually The Fate of the Furious. Again, if the contestants could keep track of this for me, I'd have too much going on to do that right now <laughs> uh the fate of the furious though is number one so josh you're next wait why didn't you two- get a chance to be dave- dominated
5: by dave yeah.
0: ah, i'm so sorry
5: uh, you have guessed that, dave?
1: i was gonna say furious 7 so no
5: <sighs> okay collusion
6: collusion <laughs>
0: dave never lies ball never lies that's how we play on the playground uh josh you're next what was the 2018 attendance for shanghai disneyland 6 million, 8 million, 10 million or 12 million. Uh 10 million. That is incorrect, Dave. 6 million, 8 million or 12 million. Um I'm
1: thinking 8 million.
0: Josh lived to see another day it was 12 Oof. million
1: million people. So no um, strike. So,
5: yeah, no, you still get the strike. Uh, oh, we'll strike, you're out.
6: Wait, so what happens if you get dominated? You're, you're, out, you're out. out. You're, you're done. What are yeah.
5: my lifelines here besides 50-50? A pass
0: and a strike. Can,
4: used. can Dave dominate you if you pass? No.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Dave dominates if you... <laughs> <laughs> this is now a reoccurring segment on the podcast. Uh, Dave...
1: Oh, you hate to hear that.
0: <laughs> if you miss it, that's when Dave comes into play. So you get a strike with a caveat of Dave still might take you out. Uh, so after Josh is Stevie, uh, what year was the People's Republic of China proclaimed? Oh, my God.
4: 1939,
0: 1949, 1959, or 1969?
2: Classic Disney trivia. <laughs> yeah, this is great trivia. I never trivia. said this was Disney-based. I'm happy to repeat that
6: question. A lot of peas in there.
0: <laughs> uh, People's Republic of China, 39, 49, 59, or 69. You do have many, many lifelines at your disposal.
4: What happens if I pass it? It would go to Jordan. Yeah, I'm going to pass that shit. Jordan, Can you say the
6: years
5: again?
0: Jordan, the Pappy's Republic of China, 39, 49, 59, or 69. You can pass a pass.
6: I'll pass it. <laughs> Back
0: to Mikey. Oh, Pappy's Republic of China. 39, 49,
5: 59, and 69. Can you pass a passed pass?
0: You can pass a pass a pass a pass.
2: <laughs> oh wow. Um Yeah, let's let's do that. The boys in
0: this podcast, all world history history majors, back to you, Corey. 39, 49, 59, or 69 for the People's Republic of China's
3: Foundation. (laughs) Uh, I think I'll pass. (gasps) Put it back to Stevie. (laughs) Don't make me say it
0: again, Josh. 49. And he fucking steps in the corner and knocks down the three. 19. Wow, let's go. 49. So, Stevie, back to you. Sands passed. <laughs> you have the 50-50. You have the strike. But if you use the 50-50 and you miss it, you basically punched a ticket for Dave to dominate you.
1: <laughs> oh, my God.
0: According to Travel China <laughs> Guide, how long is the Great Wall of China in miles combined lengths across dynasties? What? (laughs) According to Travel China Guide How long is the Great Wall of China Total in miles Combined across dynasties In segments Is it 1500 miles 3000 miles 7500 miles Or 13000 miles
6: Jesus
4: Is it true you can see it from space (laughs) That's
0: what they tell me (laughs)
6: <laughs> where's where's the cutoff in miles to be able to see things from space? <laughs> All right, say
4: those again, Pep. Sorry. 1,500, 3,000, 7,500,
0: 13,000.
4: Let's go for the long ball, 13.
0: <laughs> and Stevie knocks it down with his 50, 50 intact. 13,000 13, miles, you guys. That's long. Jordan. A lot of dead bodies in that wall. <laughs> a lot of dead bodies. <laughs> a if your neighbor hunts. made
5: that, you'd want to murder them afterwards. That's a huge threat. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All of China knows you're here, Jordan. Which of the following Disney films was not honored with at least one Oscar? Dumbo, Little Mermaid, Big Hero 6, or Moana?
6: Uh, Dumbo.
0: Dave? Little Mermaid? Big Hero Six or Moana? Moana not receiving an Oscar. And Jordan's been dominated by Dave. <laughs> what if he's What if he's
5: damned by Dave? <laughs> damned by Dave. Dicked down by Dave. Oh
0: no! <laughs> oh god! <laughs> <laughs> uh, Moana lost his Utopia Daveed. for Best Animated Feature. <laughs> Dumbo won Best Original Pop. Score. Little Mermaid won for a song. And Big I think I said Big Hero Six. Yeah. Uh, also won Best Animated Feature. So sorry. That's Jordan. a
4: robbery, right, Pap?
0: I would have given it to Moana I would have given it to Moana too I've I've said on the podcast before I would have given it to Kubo Before any of those actually But um, Mikey Back up to you Uh, China National Petroleum has the second Most employees of any company in the world With how many employees 500,000 750,000 1,000,000 or 1,300,000
2: Let's do 50-50 (gasps) <gasps> oh man, <laughs> Mother of God.
5: <laughs>
0: seven hundred and fifty thousand or one million three hundred thousand?
2: That is a big company. Um, I'll do seven fifty.
0: And that's your second strike, right?
2: No, that'd be my first. That'd be Dave,
0: first. there's only one answer left. Uh, is it 1,300,000 or 1,300,000? 1,
2: Don't dick me, Dave.
1: I'm, <laughs> I'm thinking uh, that 1,300,000 is way too specific to
4: not be the answer.
0: Mikey just got damned by Dave. Oh,
4: Mikey got dicked down by Dave.
0: So who's left? We have Josh and Stevie. I'm still in Corey. the game. And okay.
3: Kylo, I got one wrong though.
0: Okay, Kylo, it's back to you then. Uh, what was the 2018 attendance for Tokyo Disneyland? <gasps> 12 million, 22 million, 32 million, or 42 million?
3: And uh, can I do the 50-50, please?
0: <gasps> <gasps> Poop. <laughs> 22 million
3: or 32 million.
0: 32. Kylo Ren stays in the code. <laughs> 32 million. Josh, I believe you're next. Okay. At the height of the <sighs> Mongol Empire, oh the God. Mongols. What percent of the land mass on Earth did they control? What oh, percent of the Dan world Carlin was question. under Mongol control at the height of their empire? Was it 4%? 8%? 12%? Or 16%?
5: Man, to get into double digits, percent is a huge accomplishment. <laughs> uh, it was all water. Genghis
0: Khan, the <laughs> Mongols.
5: Okay, I'm just gonna keep. I'm gonna take my Dave chances here, and I'm gonna guess twelve percent. Dave.
0: Oh, Papa. At the height of the Mong- <sighs> Mongol Empire, did they control four percent of the world, eight percent of the world, or sixteen percent of the world?
1: Um, I know it was a lot, so I'm gonna just stick to my gut and say sixteen.
0: No! <laughs> on, man. 16% of the world was controlled by the Mongol Empire, That's the second largest empire in the history of Earth after the British Empire.
5: That's pretty crazy if you think about it. Can I use my pass now? The
4: British way.
0: No, I got the, the, down, the British way. Uh, <laughs> I like that Muppet Christmas Carol reference. Stevie, I think you're up next now. Ugh. China leads the world in international tourists most people who travel internationally in the world are chinese not surprisingly but in terms of visitors what is their ranking are they first in the world second in the world third in the world or fourth in the world for international tourists visiting
4: their country wait so like people visiting china
0: foreign nationals flying to china to see the great wall, see the forbidden city, see the army of whatever it is.
4: Uh, <laughs> was it first, second, third or fourth?
3: Yeah. <sighs> Obviously not right now.
4: Let's go let's give me 50/50. Second or fourth? fourth?
0: France is first. I don't know the rest, but China is fourth. Yes!
3: <laughs> China, uh, China yeah. is... Fourth. I would have thought it would have went the other way.
0: Yes! Uh, so there's, there's two people left. Uh, quick quick lifeline check. Corey, what have you have left?
3: I have already taken a strike. I've used my 50-50 and I've used my pass, so I guess nothing... You,
0: gotta, you gotta get them right, Stevie. I got nothing too. You got nothing left. It's a straight up...
3: Dog fight. wait stevie have you got no
6: strike nope
0: oh so, so stevie still has a strike to give um but Corey, mm. okay back to you what year did disney acquire pixar 1998 2002 2006 or 2010 after the scope of the book disney war
3: uh, which I know you're reading right now. I am reading it right now, <laughs> um, but it was later. Didn't
2: get to that chapter.
3: Could you say the full options again?
0: Ninety-eight,
6: two thousand two, no. two thousand six, two thousand ten. Who got a, a who got a train yeah, whistle? Somebody
3: just hit That's by a train. <laughs> 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 yeah, I live by hey, train tracks. <laughs> two thousand six.
0: 2006 is correct That's an easy one Back to Stevie How many active personnel Are in the People's Liberation Army Which is Chinese military's force The military force of China (laughs) 500,000 1,000,000 1,500,000 Or 2,000,000 You have a strike to give People's Liberation Army, 500k, 1 mil, 1.5 mil, 2 mil.
4: I think you said it on the pod, Pap. I think 2 million.
0: I think I did say it on the pod, and that is the correct answer. 2 Let's go! <laughs> million people. My bad. I didn't mean to ruin the integrity of trivia,
3: but... <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even Back... hear you say that, so I would have probably got it you wrong. You already gave Kylo a free out.
0: Back to Kylo, according to The Independent... What year is it estimated that India will overtake China as the world's most populous nation? 2027, 2037, 2047, or 2057?
3: Uh, I thought India had more than China. Uh, What's the earliest one?
0: 2027.
3: I'm going to go with that one.
0: We got ourselves a dogfight, folks. Gug. 2027 wow. is correct. Back what? to Stevie. What is the top-grossing film in Chinese box office history? Any film? The top-grossing film in Chinese Wait, box office like history? Like their own
4: or foreign?
3: Yeah. Own, any
4: right? any movie in oh.
0: China? What's made the most movie? You'll, you'll see in you the choice: Avengers: Endgame, Niza, Your Name, or Wolf Warrior Two.
4: I remember we tried to spoil it. I think it was Wolf Warrior Two.
0: We did talk about spoiling Wolf Warrior Two, and that is correct. Holy shit, boys! I wouldn't have gotten that. Two
4: of the best trivia. Yeah, we talked
0: about spoiling. Experts on the podcast. Uh, Back to Kylo. What percent of Shanghai Disney is actually owned by the Walt Disney Corporation? Thirty-three percent, forty-three percent, fifty-one percent, or one hundred percent. percentage of Shanghai Disney is actually owned by the Walt Disney Corporation.
3: I'm going to say
0: 51%. And your winner and new host oh. Stevie Putnam, Walt Disney only owns 43% of Shanghai Disneyland per agreements with the People's Republic of China, Stevie. You are Let's the next go. host. Of Trivia. It's been
4: a minute.
0: We'll give you a second to think about it. Uh, Spoiler man, give us some plugs.
7: Let's get down to business To the
5: Spoiler man here. Our email is podcastspoilers at gmail.com Twitter is at spoilers underscore pod. Our Instagram is podcast spoilers. It's lit. Josh Hensley from the Rutabaga wrote our theme song. Please support this podcast by leaving us an iTunes review. To do this, one, search for movie spoilers. Two, click on our orange spoilers bowl logo and scroll all the way to the bottom. Three, leave us some stars. And some words. Now you can check us out on Spotify, YouTube, Stitcher, Apple, and Google Podcasts. If you enjoyed what you heard today, subscribe on SoundCloud or iTunes.
0: And we're back. Uh, Stevie, what movie will we be spoiling next week?
4: It's a movie I've always wanted to watch, but I never have. I think it's quite topical right now. Um, I think this is an A- early A24 movie if I remember correctly I kind of want to dabble into James Franco's mind and do Spring Breakers
2: oh, oh boy <laughs>
0: hey if I get it I get it welcome to Spring Break boys thanks everyone for listening <laughs> please do listen to Dave's podcast Goodbye Melbrick Road it's one of my favorites uh, thanks for listening and that was spoilers
7: everybody this is brett from fort wayne uh i would like to have been with you guys tonight but uh, unfortunately my computer is acting up so i had to do a call-in instead uh the guys and spoilers some of them have been asking me to watch this movie for a while and i'm glad i finally did because I, I really i liked it i enjoyed it um had pretty good voice work uh, cool animation um good music good soundtrack uh matthew wilder wrote some pretty good songs um you know, the history is a little iffy, but, you know, when you watch a movie that has a dragon that is Eddie Murphy, you know, you know what you're getting into when you watch it. But Eddie Murphy's character is Mushu, cracked me up when he first came out and was like, who's <laughs> who's threatening our family? I was like, I was dying. That was really funny. Um, I won't talk that much longer. Uh, I enjoyed it. I'd give this a yes. Uh, I'll probably watch it again sometime. I liked it that much, so. Uh, thanks for recommending it. And, uh, again, sorry I couldn't be there. Uh, have a good time. See ya.
0: You ready, Stevie?
4: No. Give me one second.
0: Thanks, Dave, for hanging out. I,
1: this has been fun. Thanks for having me. You
2: dominated so many people.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. You weren't you weren't bothered by the dominated by Dave, really, were you? That didn't.
1: No, I, I was more than happy to dick down a little bit tonight.
0: <laughs> I was so excited it came into play.
1: I hope it wasn't too too rough. Jeez.
0: You'd have to ask Josh that. (laughs) All
4: right, I got it.
3: That was
6: spoilers. That was spoilers.